welcome to EC Pulse, the podcast that beats into the heart of Eurovision. My name's Kylie, hello, hi, and it's not the worst Eurovision ever, calm down. And as always, joining me... Calm down, dear, calm down, dear. Um, <laughs> it's only a song contest. Yes. Uh, P-O-T-A-S, potatoes. <laughs> hello i'm john <laughs> okay you're not gonna explain it that's that's fine <laughs> no <laughs> okay so um we've got a lot to catch up with we've got six songs to discuss but thankfully this upcoming weekend is going to be a little bit more quieter so is it well probably not in terms of drama in, but in in theory in theory, yes, but um, but um, we only got two songs being selected this upcoming weekend. So, I mean, there might be a lot of dramas, but at least you know we're not like our attention spans are not split in six different <laughs> directions this time. I don't even have the laptop capacity to run six streams. <laughs> I know, like my laptops ancient like does anyone want to set up a gofundme so i could get a macbook or something <laughs> for me it's one at a time <laughs> sorry yeah and thankfully uh, neither of the two um national finals are running concurrently well well there'll, there'll be some semi-finals running alongside finland but you know what i mean hmm. ah. Okay, so let's get started and yeah, <laughs> last the, this weekend just gone. As to expect when you've got a super Saturday on your hands, um, there was a lot of dramas. Um, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's start off with... Uh, let me just do this in roughly chronological... Oh, no, 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 nah, screw it. I'll just do it in, in alphabetical order. That'll be... That'll make life a whole lot easier. Yes. Okay, so uh, first of all, we'll go to Croatia, where they had Dora. And um, the song they ended up picking in the end was uh, Mia Dosic with a guilty pleasure which you kind of suggested might be one to look out for last episode if i remember correctly i did indeed yeah Hold so <laughs> yeah so i wasn't terribly surprised that it ended up winning but of course everyone got in a tizzy because their favorite didn't end up winning although Listeners, you're not going to like what I'm hearing, but I actually preferred this to um, uh, the Oprosti song. The other Mia. Yeah. <laughs> it, this is actually really nice. And yeah. I was, I was, I was um, so busy supporting the other Mia um, that I, I actually didn't realise that this is a really nice song. Yeah. Like... I can understand what I can kind of understand why a lot of fans are poo-pooing this at the moment. Not only did this beat 
a popular song in its national final, but it's also the kind of normal, pleasant ballad that, you know, a certain chunk of the fandom who want everyone to send a Verka Sadushka just absolutely hates. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with normal, you know, as long as it's not boring. And I don't think this song is boring. I think it's very pleasant, I think. I agree, and I um, let's talk. Let's talk about its its chances for a minute. I think they're I think they're um, reasonable. Yeah, um, it's um, it's probably probably on the borderline between qualifying and not qualifying, but I, I can see a pathway through to the final for it. You never know. I'm just looking at the current lineup at the moment, and I know we're not even halfway through with the songs, but so far this is the only true ballad in the semi-final one, so, well, you know. Well, you never know. Exactly. You know, I, it's what I said a few episodes ago, like, I don't like when people make assumptions just out of thin air, you know. I know. I mean, it's not... It's it probably not a standout track, but it's good. Yeah, I just kind of feel like it needs a bit of a staging overhaul because I thought the dancer was way too distracting, in my opinion. Did you? Yeah. I'm guessing you don't agree. I don't disagree, but um, I, I, I thought I thought the staging worked quite well. I mean, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't taking much notice of it, to be honest. But um... I mean, maybe you can keep the dancer, just don't put so much camera focus on him. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah, because dancers are supposed to be a nice backdrop, not the focus of the, mm. of the performance. But... Very true. Yeah. Okay, so... Um... Um, next up, we're going to go to Malta, and uh, kind of as, as bleh, sorry, uh, kind of as predicted, um, they ended up picking Emma Muscat, and um, man, this Maltese song sure does exist. Oh. <laughs> it's the most. It was the most professional song in the lineup. Yeah, I would say. Um, I think I mentioned last week that Emma is is quite popular in Italy and in Malta too. Um, but I don't really want to talk about the national final. I want to talk about the thing that nobody really saw, um, which was um, the special Malta Eurovision gala on the Friday night. Oh, really? Because they they asked back. Um, all the Malta Eurovision teams. <coughs> and when I say they invited everyone back, they really did ask everybody. Holy I mean, not, crap! Not all of not all of them could turn up, um, but um, they, 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 well, the ob the obvious ones like Ilosko, Chiara, Mary Spiteri were there, but they they even managed they even managed to get Lynn from two thousand and three. Wow, who's who's some um, lawyer now? I think, oh. um, <laughs> and it was it was for if you if you like um, Eurovision past 
you know, the Eurovision archive, especially the Maltese Eurovision archive. It was really, really enjoyable to watch. And they even managed to get the very first Maltese singer who's 88 years old now. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it, it was it was really special, actually. And it also kind of felt a bit final because, you know, they'll probably never um, collect them all together in one 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 stage again mm. you know and some of them some of them are getting older yeah but yeah it was it was very nice oh i should probably look that up after we finish <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll i'll hit you up with with some links oh cool thank you um anything else you want to say about malta because i've literally got nothing to say about this national final yeah. yeah the voting system was six parts jury to one part televote yeah that, that's just how they used to do it though I know and then they did something really weird with the televote like they didn't do it 12 10 8 yeah. they, did it, they did it percentage per, percentage wise that's weird like but it could... was but it was only the weight of one juror. So Emma got twenty points. Um Aiden second second I think got twelve. And then everybody else got either one point or two or three. Oh no. Like you get one point, you get one point, you get one point. Everybody gets one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I... I didn't watch the full show, but I did, I did watch the results, and it was just so confusing. I was like, why is everyone getting one point? <laughs> uh, even as someone who is used to watching multi-Eurovision, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what was going on. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so do we want to move on? Sure. Oh, no. <sighs> Next up, we got to talk about Norway. Shall we? Uh, shall we just? Shall we just gloss over it? We don't talk about Norway. No, no, no. <laughs> Topical. I like that. <laughs> oh, we should make that a meme whenever a country makes a stupid national final decision. But all I'll say is that. No, I was not happy about the result. Yes, I had a bit of a wobbler and was had a <laughs> stayed off social media off for a few days in case it made me worse. But <sighs> I'm starting to accept it. I'm not happy about it, but <sighs> we we write it off. We move on. Yeah. Okay, so next we move on to Poland, and um, yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> um, and uh, um, so they ended up selecting Ockman, which is kind of what we expected. And um, I have to say, I have to say, like, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I have to say, um, considering that he was, he's been very sick for the past week, like. I, he still like performed the song very well. Like was he? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't tell it was pitch perfect. Yeah, I know. Like I could tell something was off by the way he was like 
looking towards the camera but he sounded perfect but yeah it's, it's it's good to know that you know even when he's sick he can still sound really good and um a, a reliable vocalist that's what we want in eurovision exactly and um they did say that they're going to give the staging a big overhaul because you know they apparently they didn't have much time to prepare for the national finals and you know that now that they now they're going to eurovision they got plenty of time they're going to completely redo it because um the the lighting that the the showrunners gave them was way too bright for that song for a dark and moody song yes yeah But anyway, um, it, it's good to hear because I do think this has potential to do fairly well, I think. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll keep it brief. Welcome back to the final, Poland. Yay! <laughs> and uh, I have to say, <laughs> I'm, I got, I've been kind of been debating my, with myself whether or not I think he's cute or not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> sorry for being shallow, but <laughs> it seems every couple of years I get a get a big Eurovision crush. <laughs> but well, it's not difficult to do. Ah, it's okay. I'm only human after all. <laughs> yes, uh, indeed. Okay, so anything else on Poland before we move on? I'm debating whether I want to mention this or not. But what happened to Lydia Kopania? Oh, yeah, because, oh, scandal. Okay, yes. so, so long story short, her national final entry was written by, oh, Ulva and what's the other one? Ulva and Linda. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and when she performed it in the national final, like, she gave a bizarre performance, to say the least. And then afterwards, they took to Facebook to complain, like, oh, she ruined the song. This is not, like, the melody that we asked her to sing, blah, blah, blah. What a shame and stuff like that. And I'm just like, uh-oh. Well, she did do an interview after the show, uh, Lydia did, and, she, and they asked her, did something go wrong in your performance? And she said, no, nothing went wrong. And well, what was happening? Well, I, I love Monty Python. <laughs> so she basically threw the through the through the whole thing. Well, it's it's been alleged that um, she thought the whole thing was fixed. Yeah, because I've heard rumours that apparently uh, the Polish broadcaster was originally going to have Daria's song internally selected, but then changed at the last minute. And, like, they even tried to get her to win by having her win the jury vote, but nope! <laughs> the, po the Polish televoters clearly had better ideas. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope that Lydia's all right because that was not. She didn't get a single word right. She didn't get a single note right. There was something very wrong there. Oof. 
Anyway, so um, let's move on to what we got next. Oh, we got San Marino next. The, the big one. <laughs> and I can't believe it. Like, I was hoping this would happen, but I still cannot actually believe this is actually happening. You didn't. You didn't. Well, you didn't want to. We didn't want to believe. Well, we didn't think that that panel of um older, oh <laughs> the the panel of um i don't know how to put it the panel let's just say we didn't <laughs> think the pa the panel would go for um this particular act <laughs> no because um um Aquila Lauro is representing San Marino and I'm currently going to order a whole bunch of San Mar Marinese flags. <laughs> you, you need to do that. Um <laughs> these these San Marino reveals just get more outlandish every year, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who are they going to get next year? My god. Adele? <laughs> <laughs> oh god well this this i have to say is a golden opportunity for san marino going forward because if they if they can become like an extension of italy like monaco and luxembourg used to be to france back in the day yeah you know they could they could they could this could be the start of something big for them yeah hopefully so anyway, we we debated like what he was gonna do in terms of the song, and just like I expected, he brought a brand new song called Stripper. Stripper. And I have to say, I quite enjoy the song. Oh my god, I cannot possibly prepare for what kind of staging he could bring into in. This is gonna be oh my god. I well, don't yeah. I, I cannot prepare. I can never prepare. Yeah, you 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 haven't seen anything yet because <laughs> that the performance in San Marino was nothing compared to what you can expect in Turin. I mean if you've never seen Achille Lauro in San Remo First of then all, you, you, what, you, you haven't got a clue what's coming. Yeah, I was just going to say, you also, like, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm getting a bit crazy now. Okay, so um, last but by no means least, the uh, last song selected this past weekend was Slovenia. And um, yeah, trust Slovenia to provide us <laughs> with the most WTF result of the night. Well, they went for a group with initials. Um, the, the, the wrong one. <laughs> yeah! Okay, so... They're sending a group called LPS with a song called Disco, and... Do you me. know what LPS stands for? No. Last Pizza Slice. What?! <laughs> would, you, would, would, would you give someone your last pizza slice? 
see how. Um, now, now don't get me wrong. I don't think the song is bad. It's fine. And, and I actually found a translation of the lyrics and it's quite surprisingly sad for a, like a dinky little song called Disco, but the 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 objective person who is looks at this as a competition it just knows that this is possibly the biggest no hoper so far <laughs> even more than friggin bulgaria that's saying something oh lord um oh Shout out to um, our listener and a friend of the podcast, AJ, who asked us a couple of weeks ago what the most random national final winner of all time was. <laughs> here, here is your answer. <laughs> and it won because of the telephone. I mean, that that's, that's really weird. Like, can... I mean, we've got at least one Slovenian friend, maybe... Katya can explain to us how this won, and I guess I it goes. I don't. I don't think she can. Oh no! <laughs> I, I, I did. I did um, share a swap a couple of tweets with her on the night, and she was she's as perplexed as we are. Oh no! Oh, I feel so sorry for her. Oh, <laughs> and um. Yeah, if if you want evidence that, even though I said this isn't a bad song, but if you want evidence that the Televote doesn't always get it right, there's your evidence. Quite possibly. I mean, we'll see, but um, yeah. Okay, so that's it for this past weekend. Um, we we did... made it! Yay! Uh, we just got to do um, a couple of previews. Um, first of all, we're gonna do, going to we discuss gonna... the results of um, the third semi of Melody Festival and then preview And preview the last one. Okay, so... Going through to um, the not Andrew Quanson round um, is um, Lisa Miskovsky, which I'm happy about because while it wasn't as good as We Don't Start a Fire, it was still a very lovely song, I thought. I really liked it. And I love I love the setup as well in the, in the subway station. Yeah. We've got people wandering in and out of, of shot. Yeah, it was almost kind of like a music video, but not too music video-y, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was very nicely done, actually. Yeah. And um, the other song going to not Andrew Hwanson is Cassiopeia, <laughs> or Cassiopeia, as I want to call it. Um, it's huh. a, I, I, I joke, but I actually really like this song. I, I thought it was quite quite cool and catchy, I thought. I love it. It's so sweet. Yeah. I love it. And um, said. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think you're going to agree with me on this one, but I kind of feel like the two songs that went to 
not Andrew Quanson are better than the two songs that went to the final. Um, I mean, I don't disagree, but, you know, op open to debate. Okay. So the guy who won um, the semi-final, as we kind of expected, was Anders Bagger. And I just thought the song was so cheesy. Oh, my God. Hook this song to my veins. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Do you know what? I have not seen in quite a long time um, a Swedish national final song be so universally panned by um, the fans. Oh, really? Uh, and yeah, no, no, no. Pe people hate it. Um, and I, and I, I can see why, because it's not new and it's not fresh. Um, but, um, you know, I would I would argue that, that um, sometimes with the televoters, you don't have to be new or fresh. There's a lot of songs in Eurovision that have done extremely well with the televote and weren't particularly fresh yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, be um, be afraid of this one is all I can say. Yeah, I am very afraid. <laughs> and um, if if it does win and um, the, the uh, fandom has a meltdown, I'll be um, on this occasion. I'll be fetching the popcorn. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like oh, you think <laughs> oh, you think Swedish entries are overrated? Well. <laughs> Wait until this happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I have nothing more to say. I'll save it for our final preview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be honest, I will kind of laugh as well because, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's there's not really any songs I have a strong connection to. I mean, there's there's a few songs I like that are in the final so far, but nothing that. I would throw a hissy fit over like I did with Norway. <laughs> that's all. That's all right then. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the other song that went to um, to the final was Faith Kakambu, and um, I thought it was quite nice, but again, kind of not very. It felt like I've seen a dozen performances like this. If it makes sense. Yeah, uh, what I liked about this result is that Faith got uh, got justice for not getting through two years ago. Yay! Because she should have back then and didn't. Um, yeah, I quite like this actually. I mean, if, if you're going to compare the song, the, how it sounds to anything, it would be a cross between uh, Voices from last year and... Um, Nano's Chasing Rivers, if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like your your kind of song. <laughs> My kind of song. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. I mean, I mean, I sometimes, sometimes I'm kind of like, uh, this is a bit boring for me. But you know, you you, you, you like some really nice songs. I think. Thank you. Okay. Especially, so... especially songs about apple trees. <laughs> oh, 
Oh. And um, with with deer in the background. <laughs> oh. Okay, anything else on this semi-final before we preview the next one? Um, poor Linda. Oh. She did that and they ditched her again. Never mind. Uh, fine. Okay. I, I mean, mean, it was it was it was a tough semi, so someone yeah. had to go. Oh well. Okay, so let's preview the fourth semi-final, and um, oh, this. Good... Yeah, th this is this one... is this is this is not going to be an easy week for me. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's fair to say that both of us are extremely nervous about this one. Um, because, of course, uh, Anna Berriendahl is uh, in this semi-final. And um, I think if you've listened to our podcast over the last couple of years, you, you would know that we've both stand her um, Melfest entries um, yes. quite highly. So we're just hoping that, you know, she can... She can you know do do really well again yeah hopefully um i wonder if it's better for my nerves if um it's really good if it's going to win or if it if um it's not got a chance i don't know i'd write i'd write, maybe they should just put me out of my misery on, on this week i don't know oh but i'm i've i've i've, I've still got hope that no, I think people don't have the reason people haven't got as much hope for her as they have with other artists is because the under um, 16s keep um, blanking her in the vote. Oh, um, I fingers crossed for her, really, honestly. Yeah. And uh, there's another couple of recognisable names that she's up against in this semi-final. We've got Lila's sister, who did that shitty new metal song last year. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not looking forward to that. Um, weirdly, we got Medina in the semi-final because, like, she's a Danish singer, and yet she's it's yeah, she... it's not it's not that Medina. Oh, sorry. Oh. It's kind. Of, it's kind of a fun hip hop duo. Oh, okay. Oh, bloody hell! Like, sorry. <laughs> damn you, Sweden! Like, you got me. Conf you got me confused. Okay, I can just edit that bit out, maybe. Or yeah. would, maybe it would be funnier if I left it in. I don't know. <laughs> up, up to you. Okay. Uh, but anyway, getting the ultimate pimp slot, you know. Number seven in semi four is Clara Hammerstrom, and um, I don't know. I'm expecting it to be a big pop song because those they usually are in this slot. So yes, yeah, we'll see. We will. Um, I've been also been told to watch out for Angelino, who's a very um, quite an unknown artist, but could be, you know. Could be in a position to be the surprise like France. So you never know. I hope the song is better than France at least. <laughs> it's a it's a better be. 
Ah, anything else before we move on? Um, there's an opera, there's an operatic um, tenor trio. Oh yeah, I see. The, there's a trio called Tenori uh, with a song called La Stella. So it's probably going to be. I'm expecting it to be Lavoir, but in an Italian. <laughs> Basically, um, <laughs> um, are they going to be anything like Il Volo? You think? Probably a Schlager version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I more, wonder like, if it's going more along the lines of Latvia 2007 than Il Volo. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> um, yeah. Shall we take a bet? Ballad or popra? Popra. Well, I think ballad, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we got another semi-final to look forward to this upcoming weekend. I think while we're talking about semi-finals, may as well get it out of the way while we're... Um, yeah. Before we do the big preview the big finals this upcoming weekend uh we also got the first semi-final of Sundvikepnin in Iceland uh so it's just quite exciting and I think it's quite a decent lineup I think that's good to hear oh you haven't heard any of the songs yet bad fan oh that's okay you um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do this <laughs> okay um I'm just going through my notes. Um, yeah, I say most of the songs in this um, in this uh, semi-final are quite good. Um, there's a song called um, "Don't You Know." Uh, that's kind of like a kind of like a retroy kind of sound to it, which mm -hmm. I kind of liked. Um, there's also an Icelandic song by. A, trio called Siga, Better and Elin. Uh, that kind of sounds like an Icelandic version of First Aid Kit and I like First Aid Kit so okay. I like that. Promising. And um, the resident meme song of the um, semi-final is a guy called Haffy Half, which is possibly the most Icelandic sounding name I've heard. Um, oh. with, a, with a song called Volca Volcano. Oh no! I no! I have read the lyrics of this song, but I haven't heard the song. Yeah, it's uh, the, the 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 lyrics. Um, oh, I, I won't comment. Yeah, it's um quite weird. <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure what to make of this song. I think I might need to. Um, maybe it'll make sense to me once I see it performed on stage. Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that didn't sound very convincing. <laughs> okay, so um, let's move on to the two big finals that we got this upcoming Saturday. So we're going to do this in, well, it's both in chronological order and on in uh, alphabetical order, which is very helpful. Okay, so in the morning for us, but um, obviously in the evening for our Australian listeners, uh, it's um, Australia's national final, of course. And um, I think it's a pretty decent lineup. Um, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say there's not much exactly breaking the mold in this um pretty cringe songs in here but you know the good songs are pretty good i think 
I mean, I think it's probably the best national final yet. Oh, okay. In in terms of how many good choices they've got. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, you know, I have four. I have four songs that I really love, and the most likely winner is actually my fifth choice. Oh, <laughs> but okay. It's, it's 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 still a, it's still a good song. Yeah, because um, it look um, just having a look, it seems like the favorite at the moment is Sheldon Riley's song. Um, yes, I thought that was a pretty good song. Um, it sounded a little bit kind of like a pop food, slightly more pop version of a James Blake song. I you probably never heard of his music, but he, James Blake is a guy who kind of does kind of like minimalist um, electronic ballads kind of thing kind of um like atmospheric yeah. and stuff like that so okay. and um he has a very interesting image and a strong voice so i'm quite interested to see how this is gonna come across on stage actually i'm looking forward to seeing it yeah i've, I've um he's just posted on his twitter um a taster of what the outfit is going to look like okay it's it, and it's a very large outfit. <laughs> yeah, he kind of has um has a penchant for rather elaborate outfits. I've noticed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, personally, for me, um, my um my personal favorite, I would probably say, is Charlie's song. Um, because I find the um lyrics quite interesting i mean the title's called i suck at being lonely which sounds like something i would write in a very depressed tweet <laughs> oh uh, it's one of my it's one of my favorites too yeah um it's 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 a really got a really pretty melody there are some really nice melodies in this in this national final actually yeah um just have a good look at um what i i liked oh i also kind of liked um, the voyager song because it kind of sounds like a slightly more rock version of the presets and i quite like them so that i i quite enjoyed that one although I, the, I... that's probably not to your taste no i love it oh that's good that's good Th to this you. is this would probably be the first this sounds awful, but it would probably be the first rock Eurovision entry that I absolutely loved. Oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> not that I, I don't, I, I'm not a rock hater or anything, but this would, this, you know, I really love this. Um, to me, it reminds me of what would happen if Duran Duran went metal. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, any of the songs that you particularly like? Well, distressingly, my favourite song, I haven't heard anybody even mention it or talk about it anywhere um, <laughs> in on, on any social media at all. And that's the song by Jude York. Oh, okay. It's my favourite song just because it's so beautiful. It's quite a nice ballad. A little bit too it, soppy for my taste, but yeah, it's quite nice, I think. Well, evidently, I like soppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, oh, it's just so beautiful, and you know, I can. This sounds odd because um, 
uh, he's he's probably a few years younger than me, but so um, there's a um, an animated video to the song where he's he's sort of riding on a mythical creature in Dreamland, yeah. and I can sort of see myself in that character. Aww. And um, yeah, it's probably not going to win, and I'm going to be heartbroken, and I'm prepared for that. Oh, it's okay. I mean, I had my wobbler this week, so you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be all right. Just disappointed, you know. <laughs> oh. But that I feel. Do you know what? I feel like this national final season, they gave me lights off for the Czech Republic, and then they said, "Yeah, you're done now." <laughs> I haven't really gotten anything like oh no yeah, yeah none of my favorites have really well well favorites in terms of songs that like I absolutely went crazy for like I haven't had any of those win a national final yet which is disappointing maybe you're going to be an internal selections lady yeah probably yeah Oh well. Keep an eye, uh, keep an eye, keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye on Greece. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Because then, then you, then you can probably still do your Norway standing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, earlier today there was this like chain tweet going along, like kind of like, oh, what are your expectations of the remaining internal selections? And I did put Greece high. So. Yes. Yeah, I basically put every country either high or average and then only the uk was low <laughs> well we've been burned so many times <laughs> so but i i i try to have hope right up until the last moment uh, and we'll... but with with this new with that with the new um management or whatever you call it new music management um, this would be a very good time to come out, come out with something that's going to blow everybody away. Uh, fingers crossed. But you never, you never know. I mean, the thing is, I was blown away, and I think you were probably blown away as well by Children of the Universe. Yeah, yeah, I and, was. Yeah, and, and they ended up coming, finishing behind songs that were not deemed to have any chance like cheesecake for god's sake <laughs> oh god uh i know that ESC insight you likes to use the staging for children of the universe as a kind of like how to not stage an entry which is kind of a shame oh, i didn't think it was bad no but but that's just me yeah <laughs> Uh, one last person I want to mention in Australia is Jaguar Jones. Yeah, I thought his song was quite nice. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a, um, a slow reflective song from her after Rabbit Hole. No. Um, but this one sounds a bit like a Radiohead song. Yeah, it does a little bit, yeah. Which, which and yeah, I, I really like that one as well. Oh. But yeah, my top two would be Jude and Voyager. Okay, no problem. I would probably say, oh, uh, probably Charlie, Voyager, and um, either one of... Uh, uh, my top four would be Charlie, Voyager, Jaguar, Jones, and uh, Sheldon. That would probably be fair. Yeah. Okay, anything else on Australia before we move on to the next one? 
yeah, it's going to be a very long and tiring day. We, and yeah. Every every time every time we watch Australia decides we, I know I definitely know how our Australian friends must feel the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> like when I was living in New Zealand, I was actually quite. Uh, it was actually quite nice to to not, you know, watch a national final half asleep. <laughs> True. Oh, it was not easy, guys. It was not easy. I don't recommend it for those of you who don't, who've never lived in that part of the world. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, let's move on to our second uh, final of this upcoming weekend, which is Udenmusikinkilpailu in Finland. And um, I have to say, um, considering how hyped this national final was i was i I was a little bit underwhelmed i mean i still think it's a good lineup but like i was kind of given the impression that it was a lot better than it actually was maybe that's just my fault no i see where you're coming from i mean it it is being being touted as the um, the best national final this year and i think that to some extent that is right um Although, although probably many of the songs aren't going to be my fav, my personal favourites, mm. but it's definitely a solid lineup. Yeah, which, definitely. Which I, I like to see the glow up that Finland have had the last um, two or three years. Yeah, it's nice to see. Mm. Okay, so um, I think we're, um, so. What are your personal? favorites i mean there's a big elephant in the room but i think we save that till the end because we'll obviously... save it for last yeah so i am a young-hearted fan all the way yeah that's quite a nice song it's it's one of my favorite songs of the season so far along with my along with my top two in australia okay and again probably not going to win and i'm going to be really <laughs> not sad but disappointed oh wow um i have to say that my personal favorite is probably the same as a lot of other people i really like bess's song i mean um it's um, <laughs> i know that this hasn't got a rat's chance in hell of i mean maybe it's got a slim it, chance of winning it, it but... does it does have a chance because it's um i think it's riding quite high on in on spotify at least okay um the, the, the most successful song of, of, the, of the seven. Oh, okay um whether that translates to votes is another thing because yeah last last year the biggest hit was i i love you and that didn't win did it no <laughs> It, it actually um, it, it was pretty pretty much lost by a landslide to be fair yeah yeah uh but um yeah it's um quite a fun catchy song with a lot of attitude so i quite enjoyed that <laughs> yeah i think it's the fan favorite as well yeah that, that's kind of what i said yeah um i'm just trying to have a look at what i also liked um um, uh, there's another one I quite liked, but I will save it. Um, is there any others that you want to note? 
Not for me, but there is another song that I thought you would mention that you haven't yet. Okay. What did you think I would mention? Um, thank God I'm an atheist. <laughs> oh, I did not like the lyrics to that. I'm sorry. It's really frustrating because I thought musically it was very good, but yes. the the lyrics really rubbed me the wrong way. Now, don't get me wrong, I, like, I'm not a religious person and I don't have anything against atheism as a concept, but I am pretty... I do consider myself as a very spiritual person and in my personal experience, like, 99% of atheists I've ever come across are just kind of smug know-it-all arseholes with a penchant of Islamophobia and or anti-Semitism, so... Yeah. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, sorry to get so serious so soon, but... It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, um... Let's uh, address we... the elephant. Yeah, let's address the elephant. So, of course, by far the biggest name in this national final and the one that we're pretty much expecting to walk away winning this is the Rasmus. Um, it's weird because before I listened to all the songs, I was seeing a lot of comments from people saying, oh, this national final is so good. It would be such a shame if they win it. This song's not very good. La 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 la. And I now listen to the song and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. Like, what's everyone's problem with it? It's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but they've got better. Yeah, that's... They've, got, that's... Better, they've got better songs in the lineup. Yeah, the, 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 that's that's fair point. <laughs> yeah. But still, I wouldn't complain if it does end up going to Eurovision. I mean, it's a solid song, so, you know, it's just like... It's not like they got an absolutely terrible song and i'm going to get upset about it so nah. no it's not it's not terrible at all it's just i <laughs> okay <laughs> i was i was just like oh did you forget to finish your sentence oh no you just said i okay that's fair I eat, all right <laughs> <laughs> okay um uh anything else on finland before we move on Okay, so that's it for our previews for this upcoming weekend. So all we've got now is to do our weekly news roundup. Oh, it's hello and welcome <laughs> to the news. Um, now, I really don't want to do this, but we've got to go back a week. Yeah. Um, we let's not let's not um, mull over this for too long. But we've got to talk about. Um, we've lost a song that we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, it's getting a bit predictable now, but. Um, yeah, um, due to reasons which we won't mull over, um, 
sadly, Alina Pash has withdrawn her song from the Eurovision. Um, of, of course, um, you'll all, if you're listening to this, you probably know all about it, but, um, you know, we need to mention it. Um, apparently, the broadcaster have asked the runner-up Kalush Orchestra to participate, but we still haven't had an official confirmation, which is... Um, and I don't know if, if and when we will get one, but uh, watch this space. Oops. Yeah. Uh, we've got, what else have we got? We've got a new addition to the class of 2022 from Azerbaijan, a chap called, and I hope I pronounced this correctly, Nadia Rustemli. Um, I think he, he the... just about got it right. I hope so too. He won the uh, most recent season of The Voice in Azerbaijan. And he sang a couple of Eurovision songs during his time on that show. Um, so it's not surprising that he's joining us in Turin. Um, you can expect the song in March, just like all the other internal selections. Can I just uh, quickly butt uh, but into you? Um, I did watch. You may. Yeah, I did watch a clip of him on The Voice singing uh, Munga's Eurovision song, and I thought he was pretty good. Like, he seems to be a pretty good rock singer. I don't know if that's what he usually does, because I only watched the one clip, but, um, like, maybe it's too much to expect something rock-adjacent, but then again, it's Azerbaijan, they have a habit of lumping songs that don't suit the singers. <laughs> yeah, this this is opinion, not news, but... um. Remember what happened to Asel in 2018? She was a jazz singer and she did not get a jazz song by any means. Nope. <laughs> oh dear. Um, moving on. Shall we talk a little bit about the stage? Yes. Um, now I've lost the name of who um, created the stage, but it's very pretty, don't you think? Yeah, it kind of looks like um, like a sci-fi version of the 1979 stage to me. And apparently they're going to have like some sort of water feature in it. So that, like, I'm very interested to see how it's going to look in person. Oh, we love a water feature. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm going to read off the uh, Eurovision 2022 wiki page. Designed by Rome-based stage designer Francesca Montinaro, um, the, the set is dubbed The Sun Within, S-U-N. Um, the design also features a working waterfall and a miniaturized recreation of an Italian garden in the green room. Ooh! Now this is going to be gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, oh my god! I can't wait! Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, I have to say, the first thing I thought of when I saw this, the set was also um, uh, seven, Eurovision 79 and 99. Oh, yeah, because they also had kind of like, um, like a circular thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, last bit of news, not regarding to Eurovision, but over the pond to America and... Um, very exciting. The American Song Contest will be hosted by Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Kelly Clarkson. That is a random pairing. I cannot believe they got Kelly Clarkson. Queen. 
now I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, um, we've been kind of discussing whether or not to, like, do something, maybe just like a quick podcast discussing it, because we're not sure whether to do a full review of it, because it's kind of running in the... Uh, it's beginning at the end of March, isn't it? So it's like... Yes. In, in... So we'll, uh, when that's going on, we'll be doing our 2022 reviews. Yeah. But we, we, could, we could mention, if you want, when, when we record the podcast, we could mention um, the songs briefly if, if you want to. Uh, maybe. I would kind of prefer to give it like a separate podcast maybe like maybe yeah, we could well, just maybe, maybe when it when we're getting towards the latter stages of the contest we could do a separate one yeah definitely because like as you say it'll be when we'd be doing our 2022 review so like it's a bit too this that's a bit too too time to bleh, sorry uh, too, <laughs> too time consuming to give the american contest a full review so we'll probably just do what we did in 2020 and give a very rough kind of overview of the songs maybe yes now annoyingly the uh date of the final is the 9th of may the day before eurovision semi-final one uh-oh what we're gonna do <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, given um, given um, American time, American prime time is well into the middle of the night. Yeah, um, it's gonna it's gonna be difficult for us to cover um, this particular event. But yeah, maybe I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll keep an eye on it from afar. Yeah, maybe like once we've uh, maybe like just after the Eurovision final, we could do like a rough um, episode on it because. You know, because we'll be in, well, well, not would we'll be in touring, partying by that we point. We might, we we'll, might be. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be very difficult, like catching up, like watching all the Eurovision shows, catching up with um, what's going on in America, and also going to Euroclub if there is a Euroclub. You know, it's just, um, and you know. <laughs> Um, most of us, including me and John, tend to stay in Euroclub well into the early hours. So, oh my God! If you were, if for those of you who weren't in Stockholm, the um, <laughs> the public transportation um, situation was so much that you either had to leave, you either had to leave the Euroclub before midnight, yeah, or you're staying there until six o'clock, basically. <laughs> paying for a friggin taxi because we were the house we were staying in was on the other end of the city yeah screw that <laughs> and i'm remembering this one time in vienna when um when the we missed the last train to where our apartment was so we basically walked from one end of the city to the other <laughs> and it seemed like we were walking forever <laughs> That was that was a very long night. Um, yeah, um, Austrian licensing laws, or maybe um, keeper of the peace laws, mean that everything shuts down at about one or two o'clock. Yeah. But the the um, trains don't run till about five or six. Yeah. 
in the end they put on taxis for everybody but um the first night was not ideal no <laughs> oh boy i haven't checked what the public transport system is like in turin like like do they run late i don't know i don't know um definitely i would i would download a taxi app um if if, if you do end up going to turin you know just in case yeah probably <laughs> Ah, um, any more news? Um, I'm all out. Okay, so um, what's left to do is to... Um, hang on a second. Um, is to go into our listeners' um, loves. Questions. Sorry. Yeah, listeners' questions, sorry. I was just um, uh, scrolling through the through the apps on, on the Easy Pulse um, <laughs> Twitter, so I, was, so I was a little bit distracted. But um, yeah, we got some questions, which is good. <laughs> okay. Something to get our teeth into. Okay. So um, our first few questions are from our friend AJ, aka Onairomu on Twitter. And um, okay, so first question, how quote-unquote normal do you expect this year's Eurovision, i.e. will it be impacted by COVID restrictions or blah, 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 blah. Um, I think at the moment, um, Italy does have COVID, some sort of COVID restrictions, like, but I think they're kind of looking at getting rid of some of them. So, and um, we probably won't know until probably april because they seem to change their rules like every month so it, yeah i think it's just like a matter of waiting to see what happens really yeah i don't think it's going to be completely normal but it might be a little bit more normal than last year yeah um i think they'll still be testing all the artists and um we'll still we'll still have to keep our fingers crossed that nobody tests positive um but um in terms of audience they've actually just announced that they're aiming to run a, a kind of 65 percent capacity yeah which is, which is more than last year yeah and if restrictions go they might have a full capacity you never know yeah no problem i already got a couple of my italian friends like asking me when when tickets are going to be released so yeah they historically they've been out by now but you know different times yeah yeah exactly got it it's just something we're gonna have to put up with for the for the near future hopefully not too much longer <laughs> yeah but people need to be patient because you know eurovision tickets are a luxury not a necessity yeah exactly especially if like me you got you get press accreditation like you know the atmosphere in the press center is good enough that i don't really need to be in the arena yeah, uh, I was. A, I have been a little bit reticent about going because when I go to Eurovision, I go to go to the live shows, and you know I worry about things sometimes. And my worry at the back of my head is, what if I get to Turin, come down with COVID, can't go to the shows, I'll be inconsolable. Yeah, <laughs> and possibly stranded in Italy as well. Oof. That would be rough. Like, yeah. I, like if I if I do go, I'm wearing my mask at all times. 
yes, yes. Do and that. I, and I've got my booster, so I'm not worried about getting too sick. It's just that, you know, if I do test positive, I'll be stuck in a hotel room for the for two, for the, for about a week, which would yeah. suck. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay, so second question from AJ. If Italy did do the double, would they host again? Well, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. It's not like, you know, they're a small country with limited resources. So, you know, I'd expect so. I think so too. <laughs> okay, third question. After this week's drama, should Ukraine just go internal? Ugh. Yes. Uh, yeah, probably. That, although that will probably like bring in bring in some sort of if its own drama, like people accusing you know the broadcaster of favoritism. Like, why won't they pick me and stuff like that? But then again, you get that with the national final anyway. So what would change? So you know, may as well. I know what you mean, but it's get it's um. It's just getting the same nearly every year now, and you know I think they'd save themselves a lot of drama and upset if they if they just did all the did all the, the checks they needed to and then pick one artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the the best idea at the moment, to be honest. Okay, so question number four: Which joke entries do you consider to be genuinely funny? And which are so bad they make you think, thank God for the juries. Um, I have to preface this by saying that obviously after this week there's been kind of like a revival of the joke entry kind of um, discussion over social media and like what counts as a joke entry and stuff like that. And like so sometimes like... like there's a bit of a distinction between joke entries like Leto's Fair or Dunstan the Turkey and like entries that are not trying to take the piss out of the contest. They're just being a little bit out the box, you know, kind of um, like, um, oh, what's a good example? Um, uh, I don't know. I'd probably put Norway in this category I would say like they're novelty and gimmicky, but I wouldn't say it's a joke entry. If that makes sense, it does. Um, it makes sense. Um, I I uh, would say that Gilda Horn was amazing. Yes. Um, it was the it was the first it was the earliest one that I remember from watching Eurovision, um, and it was a brilliant song. Um, worst uh, probably Little Svet, which was just painfully unfunny yeah Ugh. in my in my opinion anyway yeah that's like i don't know if it's my last place of 2008 but it's certainly down there it's probably one of my worst ever to be honest with you yeah um <laughs> as for me <laughs> people are probably going to like side-eyed me for saying this but i really enjoy um Aven romale from 2009 czech republic oh it's a tune yeah that was really fun and um uh, in terms of like songs so bad uh make they make you think think god thank god for the juries um I can't think of anything that 
was killed by Dewey's in the semi-final that I was kind of like, oh, thank God for that. Um, but I'm just thinking kind of like, uh, just, I can't think anything like in that specific category, but like in terms of like stupid novelty entries or joke, actual joke entries that I'm glad flopped, like things like Letters Fair, as I said, um, what else uh, did I also hate? Um, Unpopular Opinion, I I didn't really like Sylvia Knight, I just thought it was really unfunny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I already said, said, said my piece about that in our 2006 review. Um, yeah. Uh, what else did I not like mm. at all? Um, I guess you could probably throw in Beautiful Song in there as well. I didn't like that. No! No! <laughs> and, um... That's, that's, um... That's peak Latvia. <laughs> I was born in distant 1980. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, uh, one last one, uh, as much as I think Valentina Moneta is an absolute legend, I really think the Social Network song is just trash. No. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> beep, beep. Oh, she's a Yeah, dis- you see, now, what the problem I have with answering that question is because I can't really think of any real joke songs that have been that have come out while since we've had the juries back yeah exactly um, when i think of a joke song i always go back to 2008 or before yeah which is kind but, of what, why i just kind of had to make that distinction and go like uh, like in recent years i just kind of have to go like with the like not songs that aren't joke songs, but are kind of gimmicky and novelty. If that, because I do think there is a distinction between those and actual joke songs, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a difference between joke and novelty. Yeah, like for for example, I don't think um, Verka Zaduchka is a joke entry. It's just a bit wacky, but I don't think it's like trying to take the piss out of the contest or anything like Letters Fet did. Hmm. No, I would agree. And uh, Irlande do the point. <laughs> oh God! Ugh. Yeah, that that was that was a joke that went um, that um, they got rather carried away with. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed like a good idea, but um, get, actually getting to Eurovision was a bridge too far. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, anything else before we move on to the next ones? Oh, I'm done. <laughs> okay, so um, the next couple of questions are from our good friend Anne. Hello, Anne. Hello. <laughs> okay, so when Birmingham hosted in 98, we had two non-British hosts. I don't remember much of us about it, although this is well before social media. Mika is hosting this year, but isn't Italian. Is the Italian media bothered about this? Does nationality matter when it comes to hosting and or singing? Well, I don't think I've heard anything bad about Mika hosting. Like, from what I've heard, like, people are kind of, like, excited about it. Well, from my Italian friends, at least. But then again, they're not... 
they're kind of like more, more along our kind of like pro-European set mind points, you know, kind of like pro-multicultural mind point kind of thing. So that's probably not the most representative of like your average douchebag on Facebook, if you if that makes sense. But I haven't heard anything bad about about people what people think about Mika hosting. Oh. Um, Terry and Orika were um, amongst the um, the most popular hosts in um, the UK at the time. Yeah, um, kind of like Mika is in Italy at the moment and France as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so I I, I think um, in that in that case, nationality doesn't really matter. It's go it's going with who's popular in that country, not necessarily who comes from that country. Um, and I think if if anyone is um, um, offended by that, it's their problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. Definitely, in terms of singers, there's been like some section of douchebag fans that have been um b been kind of upset about it. like i remember when mahmood first got first uh won san Remo the first time they had that douchebag matteo salvini who's basically a the italian version of like i don't know i don't know who to compare him to but basically he's a Far right douchebag <laughs> who shoots his mouth. Galloway. <laughs> yeah, it needs to go away. And but you know, all all the Italian friends I know, you know, love Mahmood and stuff like that, and don't see the problem. Is just you know, certain se section of douchebags who had a problem with him. And then yes. this year, you got a big section of the Spanish fans like upset about Chanel going to Eurovision because she, you know she was originally from Cuba even though she spent most of her life growing up in Barcelona and they were like oh that doesn't represent Spanish music blah 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 and I'm like like th th there's clearly a flamenco inspired um percussion in that song like how can you say that even though it's like it is kind of like I don't know how to say it kind of like um more catered towards an international audience doesn't mean that there isn't any like Spanish influences in the song. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I like I just said, if if um some if someone's nationality offends you, then you're the problem. Yeah, exactly. Ah. Okay, so question two: Who do you think is behind the masks in Subwoofer? Well, who's that behind the mask? <laughs> who's that behind the mask? Um, I'm not sure if I should mention it on this podcast, but there has been some leaks as to who the two guys are. And um, uh, do you do, do you think John? Do you think I should say it? Sure. Um, okay, so if you don't want to be spoiled, just skip the next minute or so. Um, okay, so um. Okay, so basically, it's it's not confirmed, but it's it's pe some people have done some kind of like investigation, and they're pretty sure that the two guys are Ben from A One and also another previous Norwegian 
uh, MGP participate. I don't know if you recognize the name, but his name is Gauta Ormerson. But he's I, been rec a... I recognize him from, I think it was 2010. Yeah. He was in. Yeah, so yeah, that 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 is pretty much like it's pretty um it, it pretty everyone's pretty much convinced it's those two. Yeah, but then I thought um Panda was Cher Lloyd and it was Natalie Imbruglia, so <laughs> Uh, the reason why people think it's them is because uh, apparently someone found their cars in the in the parking lot of the arena when the <laughs> final was going on. Oh gosh, I mean, I suppose I suppose if you listen carefully, it probably sounds like them. Yeah. I, I, I if it was Ben from A one, I'd be really happy actually. <laughs> Oh god! Imagine if I got to interview them, I'd be just be like, "Oh my god! I I remember you from when I was a kid." I mean, I can't see you behind the mask, but I know who you are. And they'll be like, "I don't know what you mean." <laughs> We're just a bunch of aliens. Because basically, the whole shtick is that the aliens that somehow participated in Melody Grand Prix. Are they from Planet Zog? <laughs> and they take a message to Zig and Zag. <laughs> oh God! Now you got me thinking of that random Zig and Zag so song. Girls love me. Them girls. Them girls. No, oh, that's a blast for the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question, last question. Okay, this year is apparently the worst since insert year here. What ingredient most makes a bad contest? Songs, performers, staging, hosts? Have the COVID rose-tinted glasses come off for many fans? Um. Well, first of all, I just want to say in regards to this year, like, I mean, there mm. isn't a... Uh, uh, there's a couple of songs I really like, but I'm not like, I wouldn't say like I'm obsessed with any of the songs, and I don't think there's any songs I actively dislike, there's just a couple of songs that are just kind of eh for me, so I don't think it's the lineup is that bad as everyone is making it out so far, so you know, we've still got over half, well over half of the songs to look forward to, and the show looks like it's going to be amazing so maybe people will change their tune in may who knows but in regards to the actual question um i think it's a com it is a combination like it's like the song quality the host the staging and stuff like that which is kind of why i tweeted like <laughs> the earlier i tweeted like people who were saying worst eurovision ever clearly haven't watched 2001 because that's kind of like the standard for me in terms of bad Eurovision because like most of the songs were just really mediocre um the stage design was all wrong it was too big for for a, mm -hmm. an event like Eurovision the hosts were kind of cringe 
But in fairness, they did have some pretty good interval acts. You know, they had Safri Duo and um, Aqua swearing every five seconds. So <laughs> they cut that out in on the BBC's broadcast. <laughs> it was it was only, it wasn't until about fifteen years later that I um, heard them saying, "F off, Ken." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that never fails to make me laugh. <laughs> hey, Barbie. <laughs> F- off, Ken. <laughs> oh, that was epic. Yeah. And uh, by the way, people, have, when I made that tweet, I had a couple of people tweeting, oh, the, oh 2002 was worse. Um, I think it's. Yeah, pro- probably. Um, I think probably in terms of song quality, I did think that the hosting was pretty good, though. Yes. So. It's, in my opinion, 2001 had a lot more wrong going for it than 2002, in my opinion. Well, I guess at this stage, well, I mean, firstly, people say it's the worst Eurovision ever every year. Exactly! Every year. And is it? No. Is it ever? No. Um, the semi-finals might be quite hard work. I mean, because... I guess people are saying worst Eurovision ever because, to be fair, there are a couple of Duff songs this year more than usual. Um, but you know the semi-finals tend to wheedle them out, and, exactly. and I, th- I think about two thousand and nine, where the semi-finals were really hard work, <laughs> but the final was one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Got- so you know we could have another year like that, yeah. Um, but that that doesn't mean it's necessarily the worst Eurovision ever. Um, Actually, ho- if you come to think of it, I said something similar about two thousand and four because, like, when they did the Eurovision again replay, there was quite a few older people who were old enough to be pressed for that contest, going, "Oh, this this year was pretty bad," and I was kind of like. Uh, the final was actually pretty good, but yeah, a lot of the really bad songs were left behind in the semi-final, although because of the automatic final system, some of the some of the bad songs automatically made the final, which was yeah. Austria. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Austria. Um, yeah. Um, I mean. A bad hosting can can have an impact, um, but to be honest, often when I watch contests back, sometimes I just skip straight to the songs. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't I don't notice if if there's like a wooden host or. And I don't think we're going to have that problem this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I also... Rye, Rye are going to go all out. I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, um, speaking of Eurovision again, when they did the replay of the 2012 final, I, I actually mentioned that, you know, even though the, the songs were amazing and the, the stage show was good, the hosts were awful, awful. (laughs) Oh, bless them. Yeah, I think to an- to answer the question, if 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 we were looking for the worst year Eurovision ever, it would have to be all those elements that you that you um, mentioned aligning, yeah, um, imperfectly or imperfectly rather. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mean, everyone talks about how chaotic 1991 was. I think in terms of songs, it wasn't too bad, but... It was amazing. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, because um, Rai had to change planners at the last minute, it was all very haphazard, unfortunately. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I've got... Now that I'm... I, I mean, I've never studied Italian, but... Um, having studied French and Spanish and being exposed to more Italian television, San Remo. Um, when I recently watched, re-watched 1991 again, I managed to follow most of what was happening, which I couldn't before. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Oh. Um... Uh, just one last thing, you know, um, she meant, she asked, like, have the COVID rose-tinted glasses come off? I think, I think it's more of a case that people are negatively comparing it to last year, which was a very strong year, which is, that's unfair, because, you know, <laughs> not every year can live up to the previous. I mean, everyone talks about how lackluster the songs in 2013 were, you know, considering the previous year, that it was an amazing year. So, it just happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's 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 a fair point because last year was so good. It, it's difficult to follow up. Yeah. Um. You know, as long what, as the. What can you say? Yeah, as long as the remaining was it twenty five songs we got left. As long as the remaining twenty five songs are. 25 letters fets so i think we'll be fine <laughs> ah! Ah! oh if if that happened i would um <laughs> i don't know what i'd do <laughs> I, can't I can't finish that sentence <laughs> oh. okay well, I, yeah I, if it, i i wouldn't you know if the uk sent a letter fet song i would definitely see the Pack up ship and sail away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> okay, so uh, that's it for this week. So what we've got to go look forward to next week. Oh, boy. Oh, oh we've got another Super Saturday coming. Help. Yeah. Okay, so um, we got... So we got... Next week, we'll be previewing finals in Germany, Denmark... Romania, uh. <laughs> Romania, France, uh. and Serbia, and also well, a good, more good luck with good luck with pre previewing Serbia because there's 36 songs, Ugh. and I do not have time. Well, thankfully <laughs> I've, we've got a week, so I'll find a way. <laughs> uh, I've also got to fit the French. French songs in at some point, which I haven't listened to yet. I have listened to it, thankfully, so um, yeah. I won't spoil it for you, but um, yeah, check them out. Yes. As long as it's better than Germany and Denmark. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, that's all I'll say. That's all I say. I don't want to spoil it too much for you. Okay, okay, so um, that's we've also, it. and we've also and we've also going to have not Andrew Hansen. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, forgot about that. Anyway, so that's it for this week. So remember to check us out on ESCPulse.com. You can 
follow us on the social medias and um, you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music and um, yeah that's it so see you next week bye bye bye